Welcome to the 104 Sports Report, hosted by Alex Brooks and Brian Burroughs, the main source for Oswego sports, a member of the Oswegonian Multimedia Network. Let's get into it. Welcome in to another episode of the 104 Sports Report, an Oswegonian Multimedia Podcast. I'm Brian Burroughs. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Alex Brooks. And big episode this week, final week of the regular season. We're going to talk about last week. We'll talk about what's coming up. And just an all-around fun time for WTOP. We'll explain a little bit more next week. Talk about a little this week what is coming up for us we go sports. But first, Alex, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Brian. I'm I'm excited to talk about this. I know we haven't had a episode in a little bit, um, you know, with just a lot of uh, schedule changes. We we've been busy these past few weeks, but we're back for episode three. We're going to be talking about uh, all the major uh, four sports. Um, we got men's hockey, women's hockey, men's basketball, and women's basketball for Oswego. Men's basketball, women's hockey, and men's hockey are the remaining three teams, Brian, that are left going into the playoffs with uh, women's basketball unable to get that last seed. But we'll get into more of that later in the episode. But I think first thing we're going to talk about is you took a, tr- took a trip to Morrisville with the hockey team, the men's hockey team, last week. A trip I was really yep. hoping to go on, unfortunately couldn't make it that night, but how was that? It was really fun. Um, me and Thomas Turgeon on the Oswegonian uh, Hockey Podcast, we were able to do a lot of, you know, we were doing a topper takeover for um, WTOP. We got to answer a lot of questions. It was kind of cool to just be in the car and just kind of like videotape being like, hey, I'm on the way to Morrisville and whatever, and just kind of do their socials. We were doing um, social media on Instagram, the Instagram story, and then we were also doing live tweets um, throughout the game, and it was just a fun experience. I mean, you know, going to a different barn, as they say, a different a different uh, arena just to see how the team plays, you know, outside of the dead, because not a lot of people see that, and it was it was very fun and um, yeah, an experience that I'll remember. Yeah, that, I was I was following the topper takeover, and it looked like you guys were having a lot of fun down there, yeah. and obviously. It comes as we'll get into it. It was a very big win for the team. Really big. And talking about that win, let's get into this week's Laker Rundown. Alex, take it away. All right. The Laker Rundown. We'll start off with men's basketball. They had a 102-62 win versus Cortland with five double-digit scores. Those five scores included Jeremiah Sparks, Devin Green, Aki Anderson, Caleb Cook, and Sean Edwards, all at double digits. Then we go over to the women's side of the court. It was a 74-37 loss versus Cortland, which officially knocked them out of the playoffs, as I, as I aforementioned, as they are now in the seventh spot, unable to get that sixth spot left in the Suniac. Then we go to the men's hockey 6-0 win at Morrisville. It was just after that first period, they just ran with it and went in and they were able to take a much needed win to set themselves up good for this weekend against Fredonia and Buffalo State. And then we got women's hockey, two nothing loss versus Cortland, but they picked it back up against Buff State winning nine to one, a good momentum shift for them. And they will be in third place. They will be in third place in the Newell and they will face off against Cortland next Saturday. That is this week's Lake of Rundown. Oh, so those are the scores. And we're going to start talking with that men's hockey score. That's 6-0 at Morrisville. 
And like I said, it was a huge win. First period was slow. Nothing. I was believe it was nothing. Nothing at the end of that. It was first. one nothing. One, one nothing. nothing Oswego. Yep. Okay. So one nothing at, at the end of one. Three goals in that third period. Two goals in the second period. And it we just kind of they kind of showed it because it was this is a revenge game for them too. If you remember back, they lost three one on Teddy Bear Toss Night in the Deb to a team that a lot of people were like, this should be a walkover game. We should walk over Morrisville like we did in the game just last week. We didn't. Put us in a tough spot in the Suniac, but they came back. They went, as you said, to their barn and dom- dom- dominated. Pretty much dominated, yeah. Uh, six nothing. Can't be upset about that. I'm, I'm sure Ed Gosick is really happy about their performance at Morrisville. But one thing that I saw from just doing socials and paying attention to the game, Brian, was they're, you know, being more clean on um, on the ice. There wasn't a lot of penalties. Uh, one, two, three, four. There was four penalties total throughout the game for Oswego, three for Morrisville. So it wasn't as much of a, a big, like, penalty game as what happened in their previous games against, you know, Geneseo where they were just committing yeah. tough penalties and it just the entire game it literally like. cost them uh that game and they were able to score on a power play goal at the end of the game by Jackson Arcan who had um two goals on the day yeah, and big day a, for him a big a big day for him he also i believe no he did not have an assist he just had um those two goals one in the second period and one on that power play and it just you know the whole team just seemed connected i feel like they were as you said, they were in there for a revenge game, and you know if you're going to steal a win in our in our home barn, well, we're going to go right back at you and and take that win and set yourselves up good for possibly a uh, a really interesting weekend coming up uh, yeah. in a couple of days. But like the thing is, they had, like are you talking about Arkin's two goals? He wasn't even the highest point getter for the last week in the game. DeCarlo and Shane Bull, each a goal and two assists in this one. Sorry, I'm laughing a little bit. We had a little bit of a disruption there that was edited out. But, yeah, they both, three-point game. And it really was. They like, Looking at the box score, they passed the puck really well. They had, was it six different, seven different assisters in the game, which is really good for a six-goal game. So puck movement was good, and they, had, they now get this nice long break. It was a Wednesday game. They got last weekend off. And their next game is tomorrow, taking on Buffalo State. Yeah. So they're really like they get this nice break. They get time and practice to really work on what they're going to do this weekend and prove that like they are looking for that number one seed. Yeah, and I was talking with uh, one of the one of my buddies uh, Zach Malmud, who covers the hockey team for WNYO, and he was saying basically that it was a bye week. It was pretty much an, yeah. a bye yeah. week ahead of the playoffs, and that is. That is something that you don't really get. Like you're you're expected, you know, at the end of the season, you're going to be playing every single weekend. You know, you're going to be playing back to back games. And just being able to just, you know, just do a midweek game and then have that weekend off, and now come in here on your home ice, able to possibly clinch or actually clinch the first place seat, yeah. and be able to, you know, host a couple games in the playoffs. It's 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 huge. And then going into that um, that game, um, or the, this weekend, excuse me. You got Buff State Friday, Fredonia Saturday. These are must-win must games for both of these to uh, keep yeah. first place. So, 
if you look back, so obviously we, we got the weekend off, and luckily things actually fell the Lakers' way this weekend. Right. Plattsburgh took a loss to Buffalo State. Huge for the Lakers because yeah. that two points that the Plattsburgh didn't pick up allowed the Lakers to, at that point, was retain first place. They had jumped them with the win versus Morrisville with the, with the game difference. That loss made Pl- Plattsburgh um, not have, have us anymore. So we took first sole position to first place. Plattsburgh, as we record this on Thursday the 16th, played last night in Morrisville. So they had their midweek Morrisville game. They won 5-3. to three. So currently, with two extra games played, Plattsburgh has three points in us. So as, you mentioned, as we mentioned, Buffalo State, Fredonia this weekend. Um, if we win both these games, 26, we're at 26 points. We have first place. It is clinched. Yep. You have to win both, though. Yep. I don't exactly know how the tiebreakers work because we also... Sp- Technically, split the season series with Plattsburgh because that non the tournament game doesn't count. Right. So we won the home game, lost the away game. I'm not exactly sure from there where the tiebreaker falls. Right. As to if we take a tie or an overtime loss, only get, only pick up one point and um, where exactly we'd fit in first or second place. I'm not 100 percent right. sure what is what it's there. And that's definitely something to look out for because Oswego. And Geneseo went into overtime, so yeah. and Geneseo was able to get uh, duke it out, and so now they're only one point behind on Oswego. Geneseo can't get first place. the The max I believe they can get is third. I I believe. I, I think you're right. I, I think they're so they're at 21. Oswego's at 22 with well, with an extra game played. So they've played 15 extra, games exactly. So I believe they're. Um, well, I get. I, well, I actually, I guess if we lose both games and they win their one game. Right, yes. They could take second place. Yes. So they're, they have a chance to get second place if we lose both of these games. But, you know, going into this Buff State game, Buff State, they were riding high. They had like a three-game win streak, now on a two-game losing streak. And they're sitting at 16 uh, points and fifth in the Suniac with able to take it in um, or take fourth place possibly with Cortland, but, you know, Fredonia is staying there at 6th. They, um, they're going to stay there in the Suniac, and, and it's just... Yeah, so, you, yeah. so yeah, like I said, they're, like you said, they're, they're stuck at 6. Buffalo State fighting for potentially 4th place. Them and Cortland, they're going to need help from Cortland. Cortland's going to have to lose, I think. Cortland would have to lose both games. And Buff State would have, have to, to win, win both. both. Yep. Yeah, yeah, if... Or Cortland would have to lose one in overtime. Buff State would have to win both. Right. It's kind of weird, like like just the way the numbers are right now. Yeah. Because Buffalo State is currently two points behind. They both have two games left to play. But like you say, Fredonia at sixth place. They're locked in there. They're not moving. They're not falling out of the playoff. Right. They're not moving up. Right. I'm wondering because they come in on Saturday. On Saturday, it's their last game of the season. They're not really playing for anything. I wonder if they'll rest their starters. I want like or pull them out early. Maybe right. they they get the first period, the second period, third period. The fourth liners and the third liners are playing more, it's true. which gives the Oswego that could give them that advantage because Fredonia's not playing for anything. They yeah. they want their players to stay fresh with ice time, but they're not going to push them too much. I mean, at least if I was the coach, I wouldn't be pushing my players. I'd be letting them rest up a bit, especially my first and second liners. My my starting goalie for them is Logan Dick. Um, I'd let them rest up. Yeah, because I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to injure them. I don't. I want them to be fresh, not fatigued, because they're gonna have a tough game, as they'll get the third seed. 
whoever ends up taking third, hopefully, is Geneseo. Yeah. I, I mean, it, right right now it would be Geneseo. Right now it would be Geneseo. And my guess is this is gonna be Geneseo. Yeah. Um, Unless Oswego falls out, and then it would just be us. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then you're talking about Fredonia possibly resting their starters. That could be an option, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they're not not just trying to play spoiler, I guess, but yeah. they don't want like to just rest them and then be a little rusty for playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So that so it's kind of like you gotta pick your poison. You know, you gotta yep. make sure that you have your starters healthy, but you don't want to make them too rusty. So when you go into the playoffs. You don't you don't have that like game yes, time exactly same practice schedule and everything like that so yeah or practice rest so yeah so the thing is so they do play a Wednesday game too so that is yeah so they're gonna play the Wednesday February twenty second is the is the is the quarter finals of the Suniac hockey tournament yeah so that's when their next game is they know it they don't know who their yep. opponent is but they know they are traveling somewhere. Yep. To play on Wednesday, whether it's back here in the Deb, where they're heading a little closer to their home in Geneseo, right, or things fall there, things end up weird, and Cortland somehow jumps their way up. I don't know yep. if Cortland can do that though. Uh, hold on, they look standings. Cortland, no, they could. Cortland, if things Geneseo loses, Cortland wins out with their games. They could have to go to Cortland. Either way, they're heading on the road, so something to watch out for. What Fredonia does on Saturday? <clears throat> Excuse me, on Saturday. Yeah, all these all these teams one through five, it's not even solidified yet. Plattsburgh, Oswego, Geneseo, Cortland, Buffalo State in that order, but they right here on the Suniac standings only Fredonia has clinched that sixth spot. So yeah. after this weekend, obviously we'll know who um, each one of these teams stack up. Hopefully in our favor that Oswego will be hosting, but you know it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a grind weekend. You know yes. Plattsburgh. They're done with their season. They they just have to wait and see if they're going to be playing, um, if they're going to be able to play um, in uh, like home for like one game and then go to Oswego, or if they're going to host it. Yeah. All right. So. I mean, but I mean, either way, the way things fall, Oswego is hosting at least one game. Yeah. I don't think they can. They. I mean, though no, they can't. They cannot fall as far as fourth. So. If things end up being weird, we fall out of that second spot into third. We're still hosting that Wednesday game versus Fredonia. So, if you're a fan of Laker hockey, just get ready. There will be playoff games coming to the depth. There will. Yep. And we'll have to see if it's going to be in our first seed or it's going to be either second, third, whatever, yeah. wherever that, wherever the seeding matches up. But we are going to move over to some women's hockey. As we mentioned before, they are in third place and they will be facing off against the team they just lost to here in the Deb 2-0 loss against Cortland. Um, and it was just a dominating um, yeah. from the Cortland uh, goaltender. And, you know, Levy just having, Alexi Levy just having bad puck luck against allowing those uh, two goals. And, you know, yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to see what happens um, in that, next week game but what did you see from that loss and then also that win Brian yeah so for the loss the court loss I was actually up on the perch I was an analyst for WTOP and first I gotta say that was a no no offense to anybody who played the game but it was a pretty boring game just sitting up there watching that game for those first two periods nothing happened I mean it was back and forth hockey they were they were 
both teams were fighting. There's supposed to be a couple, a couple opportunities for us. So we go where they – there was like one point. Cortland was on the power play, mm-hmm. yet Oswego had like more chances shorthanded than they had with the man advantage. Right. They had like four of them in the single power play. I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. But I think this – the way I watch this game, I think this is how they planned it out. But – they were pushing hard in the first halves of those periods. Mm. The first 10 minutes of the first period, the first 10 minutes of the second period, they were pushing hard, way, way harder than Cortland. Because you, you could tell, because at right, right around the halfway point, they were dead. They were yeah. so much slower, and Cortland immediately got momentum back. But, like you said, bad puck luck for Lexi Levy. The first goal, I think she just she lost it. It was like she blocked the first shot. It ended up like bouncing off to her side. It, she, they centered it. And I think she tried to cover it, and I I don't know if she um, just didn't see the puck after she missed the cover or right. just thought she covered it, but her backside was wide open, like, and that was the first goal. Second goal, even more unlucky, I would say, where it's one-on-one with a defender trailing. The Cortland player brought it in like, right next to her, and like, like they're like pretty much face-to-face. And then the defender, and then she and she shoots right then as she shoots, an Oswego defender comes in and like, Tries to get in the middle. I'm pretty sure it hit the defend the defender, bounced on the backside of Levy, and there was a Cortland player right there for the tip in. And it was just yeah. like, you got to be kidding me! It like that's just, like yeah. that was not Levy's fault at all. I think the defender doesn't come in. Levy's saving that every day of the week. There was no angle for that shot. Like she, it was like so close quarters. Like I'm not blaming the defender because she was trying to do everything she could, but like it was just bad puck luck in general. Right, and just that game just seemed like, as you mentioned, it was it was boring for the first. Uh, two periods and you know um, just going on the penalties Oswego had three uh, Cortland had two and there was an interesting one where in the third period it was a uh, it was a team penalty where they had too many players on the ice yeah so you can't do that. Uh, you, you, you can't have that penalty happen especially in the third period where you're trying to come back yeah and you're trying to make some noise but you know there was definitely it was definitely a more um, um, more weird penalty that happened, and it just was unfortunate for them. But um, Cortland was able to get a goal on, I believe that was that power play. Yeah. Um, that it was that team power play, and Oswego was 0 for 2 in the power play. And, you know, now that they're going into um, Cortland next week, they got to clean that up. When yes. you have those opportunities, you have to take advantage of them. But. Going over to some good news for the Lakers, that their last game that they played was a 9-1 victory here in yeah. the Deb. Utter domination. Just, it was like a reverse. It was a reverse from the last night. Oh my god, they just went off. 3-0 after 1, 6-0 after 2, and then you're just rounded out with a 9-1 victory. I mean, yeah. it... Just utter domination. One for three on the power play for Oswego. And, yeah, it was just a really dominant game. Uh, Morgan Shines, hat she shined trick. in that game. Um, she she had, a, she had a hat trick. Three goals for Morgan Shines as they get ready for some uh, playoff action come you next add, week. You add to that four points from Ariella Haas, two goals, two assists. Yep. Had great game. Great all-around game. You add to that couple other players, two assists. Ray, uh, Man is Enstein, Reyes Emlak, Avery Webster, Kenzie Malone, all also two assist games. Great way to finish the season. And 
We say finish season because they get they have this weekend off. Only team in the Newell to finish their league play. That might benefit them. You obviously don't want like we've mentioned that we don't want you want Russ going into the playoffs, but having two whole weeks of practice, two whole weeks of just watching Cortland film, rewatching the three games you played against them this year, you beat them twice. You, you've already you beat them once in the dead. You beat them the next literally the next day in Cortland. Yep. And then it was just the loss the last weekend. But you have all this time to rewatch all of this film, mm-hmm. practice, get ready. Two weeks to get ready for this Cortland game. I think they're going to take advantage of it. I think they will, too. I mean, and then just knowing that they were there in your home uh, ice and just beat you 2 nothing, uh, beat right. the brakes off of you, you know what I mean? Like, they weren't able to get anything going. Like, that's that's momentum that you carry in to this next game. Oh, like, like what the men's team did. Yeah. They took a loss in their home barn and... Um, against Morrisville, and then said right back at you when the game mattered, when it mattered more than back in um, back last semester, and just taking that win and setting themselves up good. So I think it's going to be a very um, a very fun game to look out for, and I I believe Oswego could could take it against Cortland. They can yeah. they can make make it very um, make make it very competitive, and we'll just have to see. Yeah, and. Look, luckily, who's say Cortland has two games. They have Canton first. Now, I think the one thing with Newell this year, which is kind of weird, even though there's a weekend left and every team but Oswego still has to play, the entire field is set. Hmm. Plattsburgh is the one seed. Cortland is the two seed. Oswego is the three seed, and Canton is the four seed. Despite all the, the other, those other three teams having two games to play, there just is too big of a points gap between them to make change the standings enough. And then Potsdam, Morrisville, and Buffalo State are all already eliminated. Though that none of this changes. Um, so Canton Friday or tomorrow, um, that might be an easier game. They both might kind of just take it easy, a little easier, um, and just be like, like, um, what am I trying to say here? Wow, I just got completely lost my train of thought. It's all good. Um, <laughs> They're just gonna be like, take yeah, take it easy. We're both in the playoffs. Let's not push each other's. Potsdam, on the other hand, they're not. They're just playing for pride at this point. And if they're like, oh, Cortland's, we got to go down to Cortland to play a game here. Why don't we just? And they and they might be resting for the playoffs. Whatever. Yep. Let's just try to beat them. And I don't think Cortland. I mean, that wouldn't first. That's that's a bad way to go out of your season for Cortland. So I really do feel like that pot that final Potsdam game will be a challenge for them to be a push. And it, yep. that could work in Oswego's benefit. Definitely. And. Um... You know, with the playoffs being uh, set for the Newell, one is Plattsburgh, two is Cortland, Oswego's three, and Canton's four. I mean, you know, it's not like the SUNYAC, everyone. It is definitely different. There is only seven teams here in the Newell, so only four are able to go into the playoffs with five, six, and seven being eliminated. So it's a little different. Not a lot of teams in there, so it's, it's very, it's more competitive and more high stakes. So. We're going to uh, talk about some men's basketball, but before we do, for the latest on-campus news, Oswego Sports Takes, and the latest information on the Oswego State hockey teams, head over to the Oswegonian Multimedia Department. Each week, the group releases more podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. For more information, head to the Oswegonian podcast page on the Oswegonian website or the Twitter page. So, from the Deb to Zeal, Men's basketball. Big weekend left. 
They have not clinched first place, despite this insane run they're having. Um, and tomorrow night's Brockport. It is a way, that is a way to end your season. Two games left, and one of those time, one of those games you have to go to Brockport, avenge your loss. Um, that's, good. that's a tough one. That's, that's very, very tough games for them tomorrow night. And it matters so much because the way things have been falling, um, landing out in nationally for the Lakers, especially in our region of Region 3, which is how Division 3 sports workers were, uh, hosting sites are, deba- are based on the region. Right. Oswego's insane run, the fact that they're just beating all these teams by so much, they've got first place in Region 3. Uh, they have to win, though. They lose to Brockport, that falls away. They're like... They lose to any of these they games. They lose either fall, of these yeah. games. Yep. But especially Brockport, they're gonna fall they're falling right out. Right. It doesn't matter if they win the Suniac tournament. Like Suniac tournament though means they get an auto bid to the, to the national tournament, but they have to win out if they want to host. Right. So this Brockport game tomorrow night is a massive, massive game for them. Yeah, and I mean Brockport is you know, Brockport's still fighting for the number one spot, and I mean yeah. they uh, they were able to take it to Oswego in their last game. I mean Oh, we we talked to Leon early in the uh, early in the season, and we were talking about like what happened in that Brockport game, and it was just he just said that we were able to get it rolling, like we were we weren't able to, like we didn't have our best game yeah. at all. And it was probably you know one of their worst performances in in quite some time. They just you know it was early in the season. They were just coming off some road uh road victory so a little bit of like shaking up a little bit but now they've won 17 straight and i don't see them stopping here brian no i i don't think so either i think brockport they're playing well but they're they're not playing at the level of oswego oswego is still on this insane run of games and we'll get into a little later because my hot take is still in play um as is yours but we'll get into that (laughs) a little later when we do a little laker oven uh, refresh, but we also kind of jumped over the fact that they didn't kill Cortland the other day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we just kind of jumped over that because this weekend is so big for this team. Right. But that Cortland game was just as big. They needed that win, and Cortland came in. It was senior day. It was alumni weekend, and they killed them. It was <laughs> like <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, a hundred and two to sixty-two, a forty-point victory versus a team that was in that regional rankings. The team that is third, I believe, third in the Suniac right now. It was no contest. I like they walked out of Zeal. It was their only game of the weekend. They walked out of Zeal on a, like just running even higher because the the real Cortland this season, Cortland, Oneonta, Brockport. Those are the three tests for this team. Cortland just because. They do play well. Though they haven't played well versus Oswego this year, they, they are a good team. Oneonta has, despite the two losses, has played Oswego very tight. Very and, then you t- and then we talked about Rockport where they came in and beat us in Zeal. Those are the three teams you worry about. When you walk out of the last, essentially two, because I know we, we recapped Oneonta already, but when you walk away from Oneonta's Cortland with two wins, you can only be feeling better about yourself. Yeah, no doubt. And also something to look out for is... Um, or just look at is Oswego was able to outscore Cortland in both halves. Yeah, huge. When they're not able to score outscore their opponent in both halves, they still with their firepower they're able to put up those points. 
but they're yeah. not able to win as as much, obviously. Yeah. And it's just been kind of from these past couple games, like Oniana, that was a tough test. That was not a that was not something that they want to uh, they want to do, especially in coming into these playoffs. So yeah, you're very right. And as we mentioned in the Laker rundown, five players with double digit performances. Yeah, it, it just continues. This team spreads the ball so well. We we mentioned it time and time again on this podcast how there isn't that like one score for this team. It just amazes me that like. Like, you think, if you, honestly, like, at least for me, when I think of the SVU basketball team, I'm thinking Jeremiah Spurgeon, I'm thinking Devin Green. Those are the two people that come to my, my mind first. Definitely. Those, they, they're usually the highest scorers, and they usually are the guys that kind of stand out on the court if you are there watching the game. But Sparks and Green, still 14 points. Yep. Caleb Cook had 16 yeah. off the bench. Great game. Aki Anderson, a guy who, I'm going to say, is spotty with his scoring. His yes. overall play is never spotty. It just right. sometimes he isn't putting the ball to the basket. He's sometimes sometimes he's more of a facilitator. Right. Twelve points. Sean Anderson also off the bench. Ten points. And as we talked about Zach Malman earlier, we talked. I was. He is a big basketball hit. He was there for that game. Mm-hmm. He had seven points in like thirty seconds at one. Like yeah. it was. He just went on a scoring run. And then and then you add that up, and then Achille eight points, Van Slyk eight points, Bowman seven points. It's like not only. Do like the starters get points? People off the bench add scoring. It's just depth scoring too. Like that is uh, eight players with seven or more points. You're not going to lose many games when that happens. No, you won't. And it, it's also something. Just I'm just looking at here that to be able to score enough points and to dominate opponents, where you can have people like um, like. You know, some freshmen coming in like Chris Descano, uh, Josh Thigpen, and Rashad Grant coming in and just being able to get some minutes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's huge because that's that's not only like just because we're ahead, we're just going to take out our starters, but it's also getting them in the mix. Exactly. For when maybe a possible injury comes up or maybe a possible matchup is just and, out of range. Or, or, or not even that. You'll just like in the next season where exactly. we're going to lose a couple seniors. Right, exactly. I, just, know, I'm, I know Devin Green's gone next year. I believe Jamal Achille is also gone next year. Yep, he's a senior as well. Yep. Yeah, so it's just like getting ready for these guys to jump right into their roles, which right. is something that happened this year. We lost a couple guys last year, and those roles were immediately picked up and filled, either by transfers or people that were already here. Right. So it's just like, you, getting these guys just even a couple minutes a game throughout the season is a huge plus. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, going back to the Brockport and Fredonia matchups. So I'm going to ask you this, Brian. Brockport, obviously you're going to need you're gonna need both of these games. What is your prediction for uh, this Brockport game? Not even just score prediction. What do you think? they're going to be able to do against Brockport that they didn't do in their last game? Um, I mean, it, it, it's simply it, they're going to score the basket, score, yeah. score the ball. They That previous Brockport game, which we, we covered in a previous episode, you can go back and find that, um, they were abysmal scoring. They just could not get the ball to fall through the hoop. They shot 25% from the field, 18% from three, a really bad day for Jeremiah Sparks where he went two for 20 from the field. I, and then that's just not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. 
especially the, just, I don't want to say the way they're playing right now, it's just in general, games like that happen once in a while, especially for where it's the whole team just isn't scoring the ball. Right. But if if you think everybody adds two to four shots, two to two, yeah, somewhere between two and four shots to what they already did, which is about what happened, or at least like three or four of them adds two or four shots, they're probably winning this game. Right. This team, because I think we talked about the offense of this team, this team's defense is really good. Um, you, if you go, we go back to that former, previous Brockport game, December 2nd, Jahadi Wallace came in, 21 points, 11 rebounds. Really good game for him. Makai Beckett, also then 15 points. But you go from there, Tony Arnold only had six. He was our third highest scorer. Four, four below that, three, four, four. Like, this, the team plays really good defense. Brockport runs their offense through Wallace and Beckett. Yep. Like, if you take everybody else out of the game, you're winning. Because you can't take everybody out of the game in Oswego. No matter how good Brockport plays defense, you, you just simply cannot go defend the perimeter for Green and uh, and Sparks and then protect the interior with Bowman and um, Achille. And then you add to that Aki Anderson's passing and the fact that he can shoot the three, drive the lane. Joey Robeck will all come off the bench. That's another three. This It doesn't matter who the personnel are. There are always strengths on the floor. You're not you, all five of your players are never going to stop everybody. Yeah, I just I don't see it happening again. I think just we will score the ball better right. than we did the first time because you're not repeating our performance like that. Exactly, and I think um, I think it's I think in this game it's I don't I don't believe it's going to be as like much dominating as they did Cortland. I could be wrong. Hopefully, I'm wrong, but <laughs> I feel that uh, for this game. I feel like it's going to be a little bit closer. It's not. I don't think it's going to come down to like the last possession, you know, last shot for the Lakers or uh, the Golden no. Eagles. But I think it's going to be something where Oswego is going to be tested. This is their tough test. You know, this is definitely something where they know they already lost this team. That can carry some momentum. But if you're thinking about the flip side with Brockport, they're like, all right, we know we beat this team. I know it was before their big game winning streak, but we've played this team before last year and this year. They have a little bit more of a leg up on um, Oswego, but I believe Oswego can transition and they can, you know, as they've been doing on a 17-game winning streak, and take it. And then for Donia Saturday, if they're able to beat Brockport for, uh, Friday, I believe they'll just run through on Saturday oh, yeah, and, then just, and then just go. And yeah, just taking a look at the standings. So we've, I guess, Oswego fifteen and one. They get Rockport did, did actually take a loss last weekend to Oneonta. I believe it was Oneonta. Um, there, but whoever that, either way, they they haven't. They now have a two point gap. A yep. two point two game gap on them. Yep. Not points in basketball, um, which is that much more of a help to Oswego. It had been so tight throughout the entire season. At one point, yeah. after Brockport did beat Oswego, they were ahead, they took a loss, they fell below Oswego, um, and then they took another loss. And so Oswego now has two games on them. They would have to lose both games this weekend to not have that first right. plot. But if you can go into Brockport, win that game, yeah. and be like, yeah, we just walked into your home court and took the first seed. Yeah, how do exactly. you, how does that feel? That's going to be demoralizing for Brockport. Too. No, no. But, yeah. but, but that is absolutely what could happen. Now, I don't right. think the Lakers would be like, Oh, look at us! Like, like no, they're right. they're they're, they're classier than that. They're very humble, but yeah. that's what that's what it's going to be. They right. walk onto Brockport's home court. If they win that game, 
they're walking out as the as clinching first seed, clinching home court advantage. Yeah, and it, it just seems for like Oswego. I feel like all of them. I'm I'm sure they're not feeling this way, but this is how I've been feeling all season. They've won 17 straight. How <laughs> have you not clinched the first seed already? Yeah, that's that's a testament. Like, that that's a is, testament to Brockport. That is, yeah, yeah. Credits to Brockport, but like, jeez. You won 17 games in a row, and they're just like, win, win, win. Oh, look, okay, Brockport's won. Win, win, win. Okay, uh, uh, all right, Brockport won. All right, and then Brockport loses, and then it's just like, okay, now we have a two-game gap. All right, fine. It comes down to the last weekend. When if, like, Great. It comes down to the last weekend. We won 17 in a row. How is this coming down to the last weekend? But, you know, it, it it's very important that they're able to just take it against Brockport, uh, we're hoping, and... Um, you know, shout out to uh, Joey Palatsky and Zach Malamud for going down there for yeah, the NYO. Yeah, I was gonna say that if you if, if you're really interested in this men's basketball team, yeah. what's gonna happen? Uh, WNYO takeover, right? Uh, with Miss Joey Palatsky, Zach Malamud, they're heading on the road. If you want to follow that tomorrow, and then always always keep up with um, our uh, Oswegonia basketball beat reporter Spencer Bates. He always him has, too. Yes, he always has articles out and talking about this basketball team. He's very connected with them but we're gonna move over to the women's side of max zeal a little bit unfortunate yeah. as i see you uh, it's, uh, shaking your head brian um it's tough they got blown out by Cortland 74 to 37 it was their last home game of the season and they fell to seventh place and they were knocked out of playoff contention yeah and a sad way to end but before we talk about the game against Cortland, Brian, I just want to say that this women's basketball team, they had a lot of low expectations coming into this yeah, season. Yeah, 100%. And they were able to take 12 wins, five of them being the Suniac. They only took two wins against Suniac and five total last year. Yeah. So just being huge able to step. be a huge step up and, and even fight for a playoff spot in their last game. I mean, it's just it's it's a really good step for Sean Pickerton's team. I know there's a lot of unfortunate things that happen, you know, players unable to play and just a lot of things that and, yeah, injuries here injury, and there. yeah, exactly. Like there was there's just things that were out of really, his control. Yeah, out of his control, and and I feel like if they're able to get next year, able to get a you know, Diamond Pickett's healthy going there. Carly Leo's healthy. I believe she has one more year. And just being able to have that team back because they're only losing one senior, and that's Peyton Daffler and I believe Logan, Logan Stigliel. Yeah. yeah, because she this, had her this, senior day yeah, last this year. This was her extra year of eligibility. Exactly. So she's she's grad student. She will be uh, graduating in the spring. So you know, it, it was just able to get this last game, and um, they they played they played well all season. There was a yeah. lot of there was a lot of competitive games, and then there was also some games where. They weren't able to match up against the Suniac, and it kind of just stings where you're just seeing their record 12 and 11, and then their record against Suniac 5 and 11. So all 11 wins were against Suniac opponents. You can't do that and expect to be in the Other playoffs. way. Sorry. Sorry. Other way. You, you said all 11 wins. All 11 losses. All 11 Suniac. losses. Uh, excuse me. But sorry. no, but, but either way, like exactly. you say, like, huge, huge step up this season. is I, it, It's the story. Despite them missing the playoffs, unfortunately, that is the story. The massive step up. I right. actually looked. You said two wins last season. Yep. It was only two wins the year before that in the Suniac. Yep. So they 
more than doubled their win total of the last two seasons combined in just this season. Right. Huge, huge step from them this year. And you can only think they're going to hopefully continue upward trends. Right. Uh, they Next season will come, and this team, it's a, a pretty young team, actually. Um, Diamond Pickett, only a sophomore. So next year is her junior season. She'll still be here. Ch- Chastain Giles, junior. Uh, other players that played. Jenna Russo was a f- freshman. Katie Lilly, junior. Sydney Hoffs, only a freshman. She looked yep. really good. You, you were definitely pushing about getting her more playing time last Definitely. episode. Yep. Uh, fortunately, they're losing Logan Sigleone. Elena Johnson, only a sophomore. Logan Nimchak, I know she had a bigger role last year than she did this year. Right. But she'll she'll, she'll only be a junior. Claire Skaronski has another year. Molly James is a freshman. She got, some, she got some decent playing time this year in some games. Carly Leo should have another year of eligibility. She is only listed as a junior on the website. Julia Logana definitely looked good towards the end of the season. Sophomore. Pickett, sophomore. Iglesias, sophomore. Yep. That's a player that she missed some time this year. She can be an impact player for this team if if she continues to like play a lot. Yeah, and you got to think of the impact. Um, I was me and Ryan Joyce were covering this team for WNYO. You got to think of the impact that Carly Leo had on this team when she was in. This Huge. team was flying. Yeah, and it just seems like her presence, being able to be on that court, it just it's it's a different ball game. It's definitely a different ball game, and then you're going in. I'm just looking at these, uh, you know, these victories uh, against Alfred State uh, back in New Year's, and then win against Buffalo State, and then when they lost to Geneseo, a little bit, a little bit of a, a bad loss there, but it it was a little close, not as close as they wanted to, and then it just feels like the brakes were just off, and it feels like that was around the time where Carly Leo was unable to play, and it just seemed like they were relying on people that they didn't necessarily had to rely on for beginning of the season so it was kind of like a feeling out period and they were able to take a win against Plattsburgh but it just it really wasn't enough and they weren't able to um be as competitive as they were early in the season but exactly yeah. it's it's really it they you know they have two uh away games Brockport and Fredonia just like the men's team has so you know if this end of the season it's just Taking, you know, you're, you're not playing for anything. Just go out there, have fun, and you know, get some get some more wins and make this uh, be over 500. I mean, yeah. tw- you're 12 and 11 right now. Be able to take one of these uh, one of these wins. Um, yeah, you'll for, be over 500. Fredonia only a two and 14 team this season in the Suniac. So exactly. You so take one. You, you got all you need. You take one, one win, you're, and you're five. You were a 500 program yep. as a whole this year. Maybe not over, in conference play. Over 500. Over 500. Yeah. Yep. Maybe not in conference play, but as a whole, you were an over five hundred team. That's a very that's a great accomplishment that you can say going into next year. It's like that you you can build on that. That is a that is a building block. So it's uh, their season, though it may be over next week after at, after this weekend. It's looking up, I would say, despite how it's been towards the end of the year. It definitely is. Um, yeah, Brian. I, I don't know. I'm like. Do you, do you smell that? It's a I little, did, yeah. it's it's a little, little smoky in here. A little, yeah. a little bit of a, a little bit of fire coming in. It is the Laker oven, everyone, and we're not gonna have any new hot takes. We're just gonna look at the hot take updates yeah. from this last week. So starting off with Brian, 
rub your hands together here, yes, Brian. Sir. What is your uh, how how's your um, Laker oven hot take going on so far? It's actually, that so the Oneonta game did not. They it was like a fifty-four point game for them. So on that game, no. The other two games they won by over hundred points. Right. So technically, the hot take is didn't hit, but only missing one. And I mean, they can still continue it for the rest of the way through. I I, I like it. I still I, I'm still proud of that hot take. Right. I knew Oneonta was going to be the hard was going to be the tough task there. So that was my risk. Um, but I like it. Yeah. You also are still in a good spot. Oh, everyone was calling me crazy. You know, everyone was calling me crazy. They were like, Nah, that's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to fight for a number one seed. Well, I'll say, screw you guys. We have two games brought of uh, Brockport. <laughs> we have Buff State and Fredonia. Getting my sports mixed up. Buff State and Fredonia. We win those two games. We are the first seed, and we are hosting in the Deborah F. Stanley Arena. Going back to my hot take, it was that the men's hockey team will capture the first seed ahead of Plattsburgh, and they will play Geneseo in the Suniac Championship in the Deb. That is still going on. Don't know if we're gonna if that's gonna continue going into this week, but there is a really really good chance that they're able to take these next two games and get the first seed. Yeah. And then against Geneseo, I was looking at the little standings. Hey, everything's coming in line for my hot take, Brian. Oh, home ice advantage! I'm pumped for it. Yeah, uh, we're we're looking good. So yeah, like I said, we're not we're not gonna do any this week. We were just, we were talking about it before we started recording. There's not like a lot of things we can say this week about the last two games of the season that would be considered hot takes. So we'll wait for next week. We'll wait for hot playoff playoff hot takes where they're gonna That's get definitely. even hotter, even steamier hot Ooh. takes. Rub your hands, everyone. Rub your hands. It's getting it's getting warm here. But yeah, so next episode though, yep. it's gonna be big stuff. We might actually have two next week. It depends on how things fall through. We can say we definitely have Devin Green on for an interview next week. Yep. So we're trying to line up some more. No promises, but we're promising a Devin Green interview yep. right now. If we get more than one, there'll be a special midweek episode of the 104 Sports Report of just the interviews. Yep. So look out for that. Yeah, and then we'll have a episode for us previewing the playoffs for not only men's basketball, but for men's hockey and women's hockey. So three of the four teams are remaining here in the playoff picture. And yeah, that's gonna it's gonna be very it's gonna be very interesting. Hopefully we can get some more interviews on and hopefully we can get some more things coming out. For uh, next week's episode, Brian. Yeah, hopefully we're it's it's gonna be a good week for us next week. Good week for the one four sports report. Look out for the socials. Look out for that. We're gonna be heavy on socials next yep. week. With especially this weekend. Look out for this weekend because we'll be keeping you guys up to date on all of the playoff stuff for men's and men's hockey, men's basketball. Look out for that. Definitely. That is the big thing. But that'll do it for us here on this episode of the one four sports report. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Look out for the interviews next week. Have a great night. See ya.